KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, good morning, good Saturday. We're off. It's a wonderful day. Lots of things happening in the middle of the country. It is Bluesville, and hockey is the word of the day. If you haven't escaped that, just come downtown and see what the thousands of people's people are doing down here wearing the blues jerseys gathering at ballpark village always supporters of the baseball cardinals here it, you know it's st louis we've got a bifecta here we've got baseball and blues but we've got one up in the stanley cup final wow <laughs> way to half century for that one hey it is the helitech basement waterproofing foundation show and it is the home improvement show 10 phone lines for you my name is scott mosby i am at the microphone at the phone lines at the ready and i am truly at your service here on camwex as camwex has been here for you since 1925 yeah i'm not that old although some would claim that you know i, I i'm a little antiquated in my ways well, that's a different issue. We have all sorts of things to talk about here. The weather is now getting good. We're in the 70s right now. Uh, we've got a little bit of a uh, respite. We're, we're actually in nice spring weather now. We are on June 1st, and we are 20 days away from the longest daylight day in the year here in St. Louis. It's kind of a cool time. So if you notice your, uh, you know, landscape lighting, your timers inside the house being on a little longer and the daylight is still burning outside, that's what's going on. The days are getting longer. We're still lengthening those as we go toward June 21st. Phone lines for you, 314-436-7900, 314 900 toll free anywhere on the globe uh, furthest distance has been uh, from Puerto Rico a, a call from Texas uh, many listeners from out of state over the years this show has been going on for 22nd year for 22 years um, well I've been on the microphone for 22 years let's put it that way this show's been going on for multiple decades before I sat this seat uh, it's KMOX been around for a long time we'll be here long after you and I are gone if you will um, so another I don't know 90 something years I think we've got it in ourselves here 314 436 7900 800-925-1120. This is the Helitech Waterproofing uh, Home Improvement Show, and it's sponsored by Gutterworks. So we've got a great company in the Gutterworks, uh, actually Schleter Painting as well, uh, part of that uh, Gutterworks team. So thank you all for helping bring this message, the phone lines and KMOX to you. We've got two hours today, and you know what? I think I just want to fire up the phone lines here and get started. Uh, before we get going, my name is Scott Mo. I own and operate Mosby Building Arts. We are a licensed architect, fully integrated uh, construction company for residential home uh, improvements, additions. Uh, we occasionally build new homes. We are a custom contractor for 70... 
anyway, founded in 1947. You do the math there. Uh, anyway, been around second generation, going into our third generation here. So stay tuned. Lots of things happening. Suffice it to say, I'm kind of a builder geek. I can't help myself. I love this stuff. Uh, my fun time is doing this. Uh, this is kind of a, a fun thing I've done for the last 22 years. I just love it. Uh, just love it. I get to help people. The knowledge and experience that my father before me, some 40 years of experience, pretty much got most of that into my young, hard-headed head. Uh, and it's my honor to be able to share those knowledge points with you as well as my own as the technology around construction continues to change. If you don't think so, think about the Internet of Things, uh, security, cameras, voice in the home, kitchen appliances now, taking stock and inventory of what's in in your refrigerator, uh, barcodes uh, communicating to a microwave how long and how to cook whatever that prepared food might be. Um, on to many, many things. Uh, Amazon, you're seeing, but delivering through Whole Foods, groceries, home. Hang on, folks. Uh, and that doesn't stop in the what we call the building envelope, the actual house, the structure, the built environment in some people's uh, words. It just... There's a lot to talk about. I want to get into a little bit of the uh, oh, uh, Internet of Things and how that touches on the business of remodeling and home improvement and selling. Uh, the various lead services, you know them by different names, but I want to really identify how they work, who they're for, and how they touch you and I as consumers. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX. I am at your service. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, we are live and lively back together. Home improvement. Let's get going and get fired up. And let's start with my friend Sharon. Sharon, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you? Good morning, Scott. Thanks for the. Uh, let me take the. Uh do the call. Sure. Um, we have a tiger wood deck mm -hmm. um, that we had installed a little over two years ago. Okay. So about four months after we got it, which would have been like June time frame, my husband used that Mesmer's and we put it on the deck, the oil. And then last year we did not because we ended up having a board that was kind of bad. They replaced it and my husband had put the, the uh, stain on it. And then that one board tended to be different color than the other board. So we were trying to let it kind of, you know, go to the same color. So now it's more of a brownish, silvery yeah. color, I guess. Right. We're getting ready to stain it again, you know, to put the oil on it. However, nobody has a deck that doesn't use patio furniture. Now we put, we don't have dogs. We put pads, felt pads on the bottom of our furniture mm -hmm. and we have scratches in numerous places. And I thought, and my husband thought when we, bought this deck or had it installed that it does is scratch resistant. So before we go put this Mesmer's back on, is there something that we should be doing because we're at a loss as to what we should do to eliminate? I mean, it could be a beautiful deck, but obviously with what's going on with it, it's not. Sharon, do you like the gray color of the tiger wood? Um, well, we can, no, we can go to the other color. That's fine. Oh, you know, the natural or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. We were getting ready to do it, but our, our 
dilemma is what do we do about the scratches first or is that going i understand understand tiger wood is a really really hard wood harder than most anything else i know of there are a few other species of that same very hard wood uh i would have counseled you to put no finish on it and then when the patio furniture or anything scratches that deck, the gray color and the gray gouge kind of match. It just doesn't, you know, once you start, it's like brick. Brick is a fantastic material, very low maintenance for decades. But if you paint it, now you're in the painting cycle. And even if you put the oil on, which brings out a fantastic, I mean, I get it. This stuff reaches out and hugs you from the beauty of the wood grain. But that's different than lowest maintenance. The lowest maintenance basically is do nothing. The wood needs nothing. Nothing uh, penetrates that stuff. It doesn't really soak in. All you're doing is laying an oil finish on top of a very, very tight grain wood. So Right. It's gone to that grayish color, but it's very evident with the scratching. Very evident. I would put rollers on the bottom of your furniture. It really comes down to the furniture. There is nothing, and I mean not even concrete, that is no maintenance and scratch proof. So scratch resistance, and it depends who's moving the furniture, whether they're, um, you know, in 50 years old or five years old. One will scratch, the other will move. Uh, I think it's wind. I mean, I think, you know, we have have kind of a wind tunnel coming through where we live, uh, and so... Um, my husband put the the felt pads on, thinking that that would work, and now it's actually well, they made do. it worse. Felt pads work; they last about four to six months, especially right? outside. So I mean, and then and then once you take that off and put the new ones on, the second ones don't stick or connect the same way. The, it, basically, there is no such thing. You want to get rid proof. of these scratches? Is there something? Should we clean it with something and then you can sand it you out? Know, you'll get you. You can sand it. You can sand it out. It's a. It, you'll need the oxide belt sanding. Uh, belts, uh, but this stuff is right next to steel, so it will be very resistant removing those gouges. And you know, the the culprit is there was something sharp on the bottom of those chairs, pads or not. Something had a knife like uh, finish to get into that wood. Period. Um, okay. So it the yeah. investment so goes not we- so much to the deck, but to what's on the bottom of those chairs and resisting that. I mean, I have it at home on hardwood floors, but you know, the same three chairs that get moved every day. It doesn't matter what's on the bottom of those chairs. That place wears out first. Right. So if we if we don't sand it and we just put that finish back over it, the mesmers, is it just going to completely show through where we've got the sh- uh, scratches now? Yeah, it'll be actually more um, noticeable because y- it will be a beautiful finish that uh, that really draws attention to the flaws more. So it's kind of like standing up top looking for a contact lens is very different than putting your eye right down next to the floor looking for that lens You'll okay. see every okay. blemish when you put a finish on it. That there's nothing my, more beautiful. My husband, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my husband wants to know if he should clean it, clean the deck with something. Uh, are you planning on refinishing the deck? Well, we were. 
Yeah, I, planning I, on doing that. If you're, ref, if, if you're refinishing the deck, I would clean it. And frankly, they need to be cleaned every now and again anyway because it's it, an oil or a wax. There are several finishes that go on that very hard wood. They just lay on the top. It's important to know that anything in the environment, dust, dirt, grit, will stick to that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it does need to, needs a good bath just like your car, car does. Okay, well, thank you very much, and go Blues. All right, go Blues. Way to go, Sharon. Take care. Bye. Bye now. Uh, it, it, this, there are some, uh, I get this uh, decking question a lot. What's the best deck? It's like, well, the best decking is a wood product. And, you know, it, it the, the history on this um, Tiger Wood, uh, Ipe, Paulope, is it used to be the slash and burn rainforest wood that they were just mowing down for uh, cattle ranching in South America. Then they figured out, well, this is bad. We're really messing with, you know, our natural resource, our forest. Uh, what what can we do? It's like, well, shoot, man. Let's turn it into lumber. Those crazy Americans will buy anything. And we did because this stuff sinks in water, too dense for termites to eat, basically uh, turns gray like redwood does, but it's so dense it can only be cut with carbide blades. And for the carpenters or DIY guys out there, you know what I mean. It is a whole pitch different of cutting that wood. It's all carbide tip tools, routers, whatever it is. But once you start putting finish on it, it's like painting brick. You're now into the painting pattern. It looks beautiful when you put that finish on that tiger wood, uh, Ipe, Palope, whatever it is. Uh, but my gosh, once you put a finish on it, you're dancing with the finish. You raise expectations and draw attention to any blemish. And and trust me, there is no hardwood finish. There is no decking material that will not scratch. Even on hardwood floors at Mosby Building Arts, when we talk to people, we ask, it's like, well, we can put hardwood floors in this. Do you have dogs? Oh, yes. How big are the dogs? Well, 12 to 15, but you're Okay. But when you have dogs that are 20 pounds and bigger, their claws will eventually tear up a hardwood floor. Period. Any finish. It just it just is what it is. So it, it's aligning the expectations. So anyway, that's what uh, Sharon was uh, really taxed with. Let's go to Bill, see what's cooking here with a question. Bill, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Good morning, Scott. I'm redoing my bathroom. The house was built in 1970, and it had, uh, oh, like two-inch... Uh, square tiles all around the bathtub. Okay. I, I tore those off and uh, saw black mold behind the tile and on the uh, drywall or, or the hardboard, whatever was back there. I removed all that and uh, got the cast iron tub out. And uh, the insulation, the, one, the back wall is an exterior wall and the right side wall is an exterior wall. And there's insulation there, the paper insulation. And they had covered it with plastic, which I know we don't do anymore. Right. And I'm afraid there's mold in that uh, behind that plastic too on that uh, paper. I'm not sure if it's mold or if it's just you know deteriorated the paper. What do you think I ought to do? Well, first off, in the '70s, um, and and I'm as guilty as anybody else. So this is me shooting arrows at me. We just put drywall up, then we started putting moisture resistant drywall, and we put this uh, latex waterproofing adhesive material over it, and then we put tile on the wall. Well, it's not water. 
waterproof and not even water resistant. So you have had water back there for some, times on, some time on a house built in 1970s. Number one, I guarantee it is mold. Number two, no idea whether it's black, nasty mold or not. The only way to really find out is to have a biological lab take a test and test it. Um, that being said, you generally know it. You will feel it if you've already pulled it back taking the drywall off, even leaving the plastic on the wall, your chest and your nasal passages generally will tell you that this is not a good place to be or this is a good place to be. Uh, so anyway, I would, uh, I would offer, uh, we use Wellington. Um, they, they are an abatement contractor. They then come in, take a test or tell you how to take a test. It has to go to a bio lab. That's the only way to really know. Um, at best, uh, there's probably a small chance that it is real black nasty mold generally you will see other rot and deterioration issues on water that bad but 1970s house the way that those were built that is a prime candidate for some nasty mold okay and so that paper that's browned out or really darked out that might be mold on the paper too on the insulation well, I guarantee it's mold. Is it the same stuff that's on the inside of your shower door that you clean off the, the bathroom every couple of weeks or whatever? So that what, that that's also black, but mold is mold. I guarantee you've got mold, but your body right now, right after your shower is covered with mold. So everything's got mold over it. The issue is, is it the nasty, you know, killer mold that we're all worried mm-hmm. about? And that's pretty small probability. But I'll tell you what, the penalty is so big, you just don't mess with it. So I'd get a bio test done on it. If you're All smart right. enough Thanks to ask, then it's, it's worth it. Because if you don't, you'll never know. And you'll always want, oh, is this house safe to sleep in? Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you, Scott. All right, Bill. Good question. Thanks for starting us off here. All right. Off and run. We had uh, Sharon here uh, with uh, tiger decking. Great material. I love natural materials. Um, by the way, this whole, uh, to finish my conversation about the tiger wood, slash and burn, it became a farmed controlled product. So from natural human evolution of get this stuff out of the way, we need cattle, we're going to eat all this, we need jobs in the country, it actually turned into a wonderful farmed wood product that is, uh, I will say, ecologically balanced now. So kind of a cool stuff. Anyway, um, that that being said, there are still a lot of things. So any, you get an artificial decking material you know, made out of... Um, all kinds of recycled materials. That sounds like it's environmentally friendly. Everything has an environmental cost. Everything has it. So if we're going to populate with this many people, we're going to have problems, period. So, you know, you can be less impactive or more impactive. Anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, CamoX at your service. I am. I'm having a good time. I hope you enjoy this too. I do. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Yeah, did you hear that? Helitech Waterproofing. Yeah, all the rain. Have you seen the forecast coming up for the next week? Yeah. Yeah, you, it's important to write down the Helitech phone number. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here and see what's cooking with my buddy Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Oh, good morning, Scott. Hey, I've got a small commercial building. 
um, with uh, it's got an entrance foyer um, that has two glass and uh, metal doors, and then the end of the foyer, then two more doors. Uh, faces west, and uh, here recently, uh, and it's got a ceramic tile on a wood uh, sub base uh, uh, wood floor. And in late in the afternoon, I think my tile is expanding, my floor is expanding. So my two internal doors in the foyer, when they open, they get about 70 degrees, and then they kind of start to scrape on the on the tile. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, amateur do-it-yourselfer, without having to take these heavy doors down, and, and there's a little bit of a, a clearance from the inside. Do you think I could take a uh, angle grinder and either grind a sixteenth of an inch off just to give it more clearance or, or, or a metal uh, like a diamond blade and cut a little bit or a Dremel. I'm just trying to figure out what the best way to try to do that without having to take these doors down. Uh, yes, you can, and no, you shouldn't. Um, because okay. <laughs> if, let's pretend you grind it down. I guarantee that uh, foyer, if it's an in-swing door, as you swing that door, there are humps in that wood framing, and if there aren't now, there will be in the next 20 years. So just because you fix one spot doesn't mean you've fixed all the spots. You'll And, mother, you know, Murphy's Law, you'll find one or two more. So uh, the ticket is, number one, it's not even shortening the doors. It is venting those storm doors. Um, there are situations in west-facing storm doors with full glass storm doors, uh, and the reason your doors don't get any hotter than 70 degrees is because they're glass. If that was a really well-insulated door, and we see this in storm and fiberglass-insulated doors, you can hit 200 degrees plus to the point that you literally sear the skin off of a hand because it's a solar collector. It's no different than a solar heat generator when you cover an insulated surface with glass. You have a badly insulated glass door, so all your main prime doors are doing is getting bigger, which I guarantee when you cook anything up, it gets bigger. Um, you know, steak, you and me, you know, warming hands, working out, whatever. So the point is, is ventilate those full glass storm doors, if that's what I'm understanding correctly here. You follow me so far, Bob? Yeah. Um, yeah, these are, these are you know, commercial grade, you know, like on, it's a physician's office. So you, you, walk, you walk up and it's oh. metal on the perimeter and glass all up and down and they're, they're, tented and uh this is about a 12 year old building and they've been doing fine until now and so i'm just trying to you know i i don't know what changed but but i'm assuming it's because the floors expanded so. are these aluminum doors i think they're i think they're aluminum uh, you know material? hollow aluminum doors yeah yeah, uh, those can be adjusted. Uh, there's hope here. Um, th these, okay. Yeah, there are shims and moving the hinges, uh, spacers. It, it may take, it, this may not be a DIY thing, but uh, you and the hospitals and every other commercial door, these door companies have tricks up their sleeves because when was the last time you saw one of those commercial door carpenters with a door down sawn off the bottom? Probably never. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay. Well, I'll call my door guy then. I appreciate your uh, your advice. Yeah. This is the one where uh, turning the screw is worth, you know, $5 and knowing which screw to turn is $95. So uh, this could save you, you thousands in DIY debacle here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And that's why I ask your opinion. Thank uh, you much. All right, Bob. Good question. Thanks. Bye now. Bye-bye.
Home Improvement, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We had a caller drop off. When is the right time to put a roof on? Uh, pretty much any time. Uh, roofs are better off in the warmer months. Uh, so I'm answering a question that uh, a caller, she's probably driving. She's, oh, you on there, Kat? Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, when is the right time for a roof? Let's see if I can get it. I understand Kathy. Let's go to her. Hey, Kathy, Scott Mosby here. Was I answering your question already? No. No, no. I had a roof replaced um, a couple years ago, um, let's see, uh, because of hail damage. Uh-huh. And since then, this house is very old. It's built between 20 and 30. And um, since then, I've noticed little weird things, um, paint peeling, yeah. And and I understand that it's an old house. It's going to happen, but I've been here for so long, and this stuff is just it's just it's just like the vertical walls, interior and exterior, and just bubbles and cracks and stuff. And I wondered if, and I haven't been up in the attic, and I wondered if mm, I don't know, maybe they covered the roof too thoroughly, or the insulation was I don't know what to think. But I wondered if you have a clue. Uh, first off, Kathy, um, I get wrinkles, and they really came on about a third of the way through my life. Um, your house, with all the things you're describing inside at about 20 years, uh, we call it the 20-year pattern because at 20 years, the furnaces need to be replaced, the air conditioners, the floors, the paint, um, window coverings, furniture tends to wear, all that stuff, cabinet pulls, refinishes, uh, floors. So anyway, just understand that somewhere between 18 and 28 years, houses the inside stuff wears out, and they need maintenance and a lot of it, just like you and I getting older. Uh, that being said, you're asking a really good question. Is it a wise thing to get my attic and roof checked out? Sure. Why not? It could be the culprit causing more of this than you should have. You're smart enough to realize, eh, you know, something's a little bit out of line. Maybe it's in line. Maybe it's not. So basically, you can have somebody come by and take a look at your attic and your roof. I will warn you, though, there are two types of companies. One will report on what your roof is, and the other will show up and, you know, every hammer needs a nail, so you'll need a new roof if you call the wrong one. So beware. There are companies that will report, and there are companies that will sell. So be careful who you ask. So it makes sense to call the people that put the roof on to come back and look at what's going on and see if there's something that maybe they didn't finish or did finish too completely, maybe. Yeah. And and there are maintenance things around the house. I guarantee at the age of your house, they will find something that really does need some attention, usually around flashing, chimneys, stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing is, I've been here for 30 years, and I've looked at these walls for 30 years, and, you know, this stuff is just new. You know, it's just, and I understand age, and stuff happens, but this is just a little bit weird. Yeah. And, and, okay, okay, so, so I'll call the roofing company and see if they can come up with... Maybe, and maybe it is just maintenance, but um, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, screwing myself. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm if, glad you said what you did, but uh, about the, the people, all oh, that everybody's out there, they got to make money, don't they? Sure well, they yeah, do. but some, <laughs> some will wait longer for, like, well, her roof's going to wear out. I'll wait until she needs a new one. You know, that's an ethical thing. The other one is, well, I'm going to sell her roof whether she needs it or that's a. So oh, you trusted yeah. them once. I think you're calling the right company. And you you know it. I mean, generally down deep in our bones, we know when we're getting, you know, uh, a bowl of bologna and when yeah. we're, yeah. 
Yeah, well, this is only from the from fifteen. It's only four years old. Oh, that's or, perfect. Or, or maybe five years old, but um, the roof. I'm yeah. saying the roof. So, so yeah. So this is all fairly recent. Okay, well, I'll call them and and see what they think. Right on, Kath. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye now. Okay. Bye. You know, there as a consumer, we generally have that little voice. You know, the one we sometimes, you know, for some of us, it's more active than others. Um, you know, by your personality, like, yeah, I've got a voice going all the time telling me all the things I really should be doing. Or it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on top of that voice. So anyway, just listen to the voice. Generally, it'll tell you. Um, and keep in mind, uh, we as humans and consumers, we don't like bad news. So generally, we will discount what we don't want to hear in our own mind. Home Improvement, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. By golly, this is the time of the year when you need it. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Oh, yeah, Gutterworks. You have any rain problems there? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, they do a great job, and they're part of bringing this show to you. Let's go to my phone and see what's cooking with John. John, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, buddy? Hey, John, listen to your phone, not your radio. Radio is seven seconds late. Hello. Hello. Yeah, get rid of that uh, radio and listen to the phone, man. Okay. How's that? Uh, because the radio is seven seconds behind you and I speaking by phone. No, uh, I mean, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. You're right on. It's a quick question. Yeah. Uh, I was reading an article, and and they say in next year, 2020, uh, you can't, you won't be able to get R22 uh, Freon for your air conditioners. Yes. And you have to buy a new air conditioner and furnace to put in your uh, house. Yes. You know. That is correct. That is, well, there's kind of a secondary market. Basically, R22 Freon is being kept uh, when they, it has to be evacuated out of the existing systems now and for the last five years. So when they upgrade to the different refrigeration uh, systems, they're actually stockpiling the Freon. So you will be able to get it, but it'll be like gold. You'll buy a commodity because there will be kind of a uh, almost a surcharge for environmental you know, supply and demand. So uh, bottom line is this has been coming for a very long time, and uh, they're just trying to get the information out there. But Oh, yeah. well, I was just wondering because uh, my air condition, what happened? Well, I know you're going to holler about this, but um, a furnace went out in February, and I had a guy put a new one in real quick because yeah. it was cold, but I didn't do the air conditioner, and my air conditioner is like 16 years old. So yeah. I guess I should just have somebody come out and fill it up and make sure it's well, generally, if it's working well, you're getting feedback telling you it's working well. It's probably in pretty good shape. Now, that being said, uh, a 16-year-old AC system uh, probably should have an annual check anyway. So there's no... Yeah, well, I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I just thought people should, you know, should know. Hey, John, thanks. Thanks for being part of the KMOX family. I mean, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, I would have preferred... And the issue is when you get emergency services, it's like, man, I'm freezing. You need to do, you know, change my furnace some of the conversations like you sure you don't want to upgrade and do the whole thing now and here's why yeah. so generally when you know when you're up your ankles and alligators it's hard to take time and just say well let's talk about this okay <laughs> all right well thank you yeah. i just thought you know 
get it across the radio so people know. Thanks, John. Appreciate okay, it, brother. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye now. There we go. John has got our back. Uh, the R22 refrigerant Freon, which you've heard so much about, uh, not very friendly to uh, the environment and our atmosphere. Um, uh, it destroys the ozone layer, which allows the sun's rays to come back in, and you and I visit our doctor and get chunks cut off our skin more often than we should. Uh, so anyway, the point is, uh, some years ago, there, were, uh, there was a move afoot to get rid of the Freon because of those uh, behaviors. Um, now we have a new refrigeration uh, system. It is less environmentally damaging. But keep in mind, everything that we do uh, really has a cost. So, uh, yes, this is something that's been coming for, oh, gosh, most of 10 years, uh, and it's not new. Uh, so I advise you, and, and this is part of for the last four or five years, anybody saying, well, I want to get a new furnace, what do I do? What do you advise? Well, my advice was change the whole thing because it's kind of like, um, you know, getting a, you have a 10-year-old car and the engine blows on it. Well, it's a few thousand dollars to fix the engine, rebuild it, whatever it is. But, you know, it's a lot more to replace the car. The issue is all the other systems upgrade. The car becomes less uh, heavy, mileage increases, efficiency of all kinds of other things. Well, same holds for your furnace. Uh, anyway, let's see what's cooking with my buddy Jack. Hey, Jack, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can um, I help? Good morning. I got a quick question. I've got a 12-year-old uh, vinyl siding on my house, yeah, and I need to power wash it. I have a little mold, not much, and I've had two estimates, um, both of which said that um, in the product that they use, they it includes bleach, and I was curious if, if that's acceptable. Yeah, it's about the only thing that'll kill that black mold on the side of your vinyl siding or any other siding. It really is. Um, and, and here's, I advise one step more, Jack. I advise scrubbing it with a bristle broom because, frankly, you can go out there with a spray bottle. And, and, and I would even urge you, go out there with a spray bottle with some 50-50 bleach and water on it. Spray it on that black stuff, and it'll go away. Uh, the black color will go away because it'll kill that mold. That's how easy it appears. However, in a few months, because you didn't scrub all the physical residue on it, the mildew that will grow on that solid material left behind, you'll you'll be just be back black in a few more months. So yes, everything's bleached. They have to rinse down and protect your plants and then you know basically spray off the plants, spray the grass to dilute it all once they're done. But I would advise that they really scrub it down and be careful. You can spray that the wrong direction. So beware that they don't blow that pressure washer behind the vinyl siding. Vinyl siding is not, is not, I repeat, is not waterproof by any stretch of the imagination it is designed to have moisture go behind of it and drain out so you know it's not designed for pressure washers so you need a really smart bird running that pressure washer uh thank you i appreciate it you bet jack and and really there's no other thing that will make your siding look better than just that <laughs> okay great Thanks. all right sir good question thank you bye now uh, and, and, you know, maintenance again, well, I want maintenance-free siding. Vinyl, I'll get soffit, aluminum, all that. I won't ever have to paint my house. Well, yeah, but, you know, 
likewise. Or concrete. I don't have to do anything. Like, well, you don't have to do anything to your concrete, but all the salt and the stuff that falls off of the cars from MoDOT, IDOT, and all the Department of uh, um, you know Transportations, they put some stuff on the road to keep us from crashing into each other, and that's an important thing. Uh, so anyway, um, let me see what's cooking here with my friend Kim. Hey, Kim, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hey, Scott. Um, I have a house that's about 13 years old, put a paper patio in the first year we were here, so it's about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. It has never been sealed. It has a half-sitting wall around the perimeter of it, mm -hmm. and it does uh, go up against the house. I have weeds that constantly are growing up in between the cracks, and I've read all kinds of things on the Internet as to what I should do to um, reseal it or to seal it, and I'm just confused, and I okay. wanted to hear advice. <laughs> Kim, I stopped half a breath from explaining exactly what you need to do. Paver patios require maintenance. Uh, the sand needs to be pressure washed or removed to about half to three quarters of an inch deep, just like tuck pointing because all the bird droppings drop gets in that sand nine years later. I advise this about every four or five years. I have a beautiful paver patio. Every four or five years I have that sand removed down to a depth. Uh, put new sand in. Uh, it's the interlock vinyl additive sand and it's kind of like concrete but it's concrete for about a year or two and then pretty soon the bird droppings get back into it again and the weeds and all so uh, it's just pressure washing cleaning um, and then resanding of the pavers and the stacked wall just needs a good pressure washer just like uh, the previous caller on jack okay so the product i'm looking for is an interlock uh, yeah, additive? yeah, lock sand, L O C K S A N D. Uh, they'll know it's it's uh, it's like thirteen dollars for a little tiny bag. It is not regular sand, or else you'll go right straight back to weeds. Okay, okay. and then I gotta go. To... Okay, sorry, thank you. All right, take care. Yeah, and I'll get into this in next hour here, so stay tuned here on KMOX. KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. Oh, yeah, we're off and running. Hour 2, KMOX Home Improvement. Uh, we have Helitech and Gutterworks uh, helping us with the sponsorship of these hours to bring to you. Phone lines wide open, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I am at your service. My name is Scott Mosby. I love this stuff. I just have a good time uh, because, frankly, when my father passed, the founder of the company, Mosby Building Arts and, and my dad, the guy that taught me most of this stuff, I thought, you know, what a waste. All that experience and knowledge is just gone. So the opportunity to be on KMOX and bring that to people that want the information, can benefit from the in information, and to make a difference in the world, both when he was alive and after he's gone, Oh, that's part of the good feeling that I have. So I, I'm honored to be here. Uh, think of this as Sam Mosby number two. Uh, I'm very pleased to be able to say that. And, you know, I don't know, you're Cam Wex. You, you understand this stuff. You, you, you get it. It's community matters. We are. We are it. 
Um, you know, go blues, Gloria, the whole thing. Go cards, by golly. Come on, punch your way out of that bag. It's going to happen. It's the Cardinals, folks. They've been down. They'll be up. It's coming soon. So stay tuned. Phone lines, 314-436-7900, I wrapped up hour one with a question of Kim. Had 13-year-old house, 12-year-old paver patio and a wall. Uh, And I, I alluded to some didn't have enough time because you know uh, you know the um you know, Federal Communication Commission, FCC guys kind of like things to be on time. So, you know, I, you know, I complied. It's kind of, you know, it's KMOX. We do the right thing. Anyway, it is polymer sand. So this lock sand, if you leave the sand between pavers, you just, you just brush this stuff between the sand, between the blocks on a paver patio. And if it's a properly prepared sub base, meaning that the surface is still kind of flat, then you basically power wash this stuff out uh, and you scrape it out half inch, three quarters of an inch deep. Don't go any deeper than that. You'll erode and undermine the actual sand base under those pavers. But it's a polymer sand and it's called lock sand, like L-O-C-K lock sand. Uh, But the polymer is kind of a plastic adhesive. So think of it as a dry Elmer's glue Um, dust mixed in with the very dry sand and this stuff comes in a plastic sealed bag because if you add moisture to it which is the next step then that stuff locks up into a you know kind of a grout concrete mortar you know a solid semi-impervious material and it's good stuff and when the bird droppings fall on it you know the seeds don't fall into the little cracks anyway so uh, it, it's a pretty big deal. Take some effort. Uh, it's pricey. Consumers will be faced with, like, put regular dry river sand in there. It'll work just fine. For twice the price, I can put the polymer lock sand. Always do the polymer lock sand. Otherwise, you're just a year later right back into the weeds, the bird droppings, and the moss and all the stuff. So anyway, as I was alluding to in the first hour... Vinyl siding, aluminum siding, nothing is maintenance-free. Tiger decking, vinyl decking, all of it takes care. Uh, You and I are theoretically maintenance-free, but, you know, don't take a shower for a month. See how that works for you. Yeah, it's kind of like not washing your car for a year. You know, so all these things need a little bit of care. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's see if I can sneak a caller in here as we get going with Mike. Hey, Mike, Hour 2 KMOX. Thanks for getting us going. How can I help you, bro? You're on, Mike. I think you are. Did I put you to sleep? Michael? All right. This is Mike. Mike, you're on, brother. Scott oh. here. How can we help you? I thought you were talking to Bill. No, I like you better. So I've got an <laughs> exposed, I have an exposed aggregate patio, uh-huh. which I have been able to buy a commercial grade sealer, but I haven't been able to get it for the last few years. Uh-huh. So I'm going to power wash it. What kind of sealer should I get? Is this the wet look that you're looking for, Mike? Yes. Uh, it's acrylic sealer. Um, for, uh, and I would go to a wholesale house like a new way concrete supply, NU dash W A Y. Um, and believe me, I used to go to a commercial place in Valley park to buy the stuff, but I can't get it anymore. Well, they may not, uh, sell to the retail, but the product is still available. So you just need to find out where to buy this stuff. It's not that you, they don't make that stuff anymore. They just won't sell 
to you, Mike. You know, because they're okay. probably to the trade. So find another spot. Uh, some of these uh, things, the the only thing you can really get wrong, you have to really clean it well, and then after right. that, you have to really, really, really let it dry. And in exactly, Louis, that's why I'm waiting to the hot part of the year to do it. Amen, brother. There you go. And if you even have a dew set in the morning, you've got to wait until two, three in the afternoon for it to burn off. Um, right. So. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, try uh, some some more supply places. What you're generically looking for is acrylic um, concrete cleaner wet look. If you use those terms pretty much anywhere you go, they'll know what you're talking about. All right, so you can't really get this at the box stores? Uh, yes, you can, but they're formulated uh, for retail application. They aren't quite the same potency and quality. Uh, you know, when you go where the pros go, they, they assume they know what they're doing. It sounds like you know what you're doing. Uh, you know, some of this stuff can burn. So even though it's kind of a water-based cleanup, uh, it's, it can be pretty nasty. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I would try. The place we go is New Way. Uh, they typically begrudgingly sell direct to the public, but they will. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, they, they don't want to make their contractor, contractors mad, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Take hey, care, thanks. Mike. Good luck, brother. Bye. Bye. Didn't mean to pop him in the end. It's like, hey, Mike, wake up. So I kind of reached through the microphone, for those of you that are visual thinkers, and just kind of shook his shoulders, and there he was. Hey, this is Scott Mosby, Home Improvement Camo X. You know, thank you from me to you because I get to do this on weekend. This is cool. People say, oh, man, you go in every Saturday? It's like, oh, only for 22 years. Is that a problem? Like, nope. I have a lot of friends here on Camo X. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Oh, Gloria. Oh, well, hey, go blues. Anybody not blue? Yeah, maybe a little bit out of tune, but uh, we've waited a half century for the Stanley Cup. Maybe it's coming home. We'll know tonight. Uh, let's see what's cooking with my buddy Jack. Hey, Jack, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hi Scott, how are you? I'm I'm having a little bit of a dilemma. I have a about a 20 year old house that has the downspouts piped through underground piping out to the lake that I live on. Sure. And after all that time, it appears that the uh, it appears that the, uh, down, the, the the piping has gotten clogged, and I don't even know what kind of contractor to hire to come out and do this. I'm not I'm, I'm an older fellow, and I can't do it myself. Uh, two choices. Uh, what is is it the corrugated black stuff, or is it a white uh, smooth plastic? Pipe. It's it's, uh, it's uh, the black stuff. Okay, two choices, um, and one is not a possibility or probability. Uh, you can clean that by stuffing a uh, hose down it, uh, or you can have a pressure washer sewer cleaner guy come in and do it. Um, the problem is corrugated pipe plugs up just like yours does because debris falls out of the sky, gathers on the roof, goes in the gutters, down the pipes, and then it sits on a, a gently sloping underground pipe system. If it's a if it's an, a, a corrugated, uneven surface, the dirt fills up those corrugations right away. So you wind up with a dirt accumulation immediately. Uh, uh -huh. And the white PVC schedule 20, schedule 30, you know, the smooth wall stuff. 
when you get a heavy rainfall, it just scours clean everything because nothing sticks to that smooth surface. It's about twice the cost. Um, um, and on new homes, they're very common to use the corrugated pipe. I don't endorse it. We at Mosby use only the white smooth plastic. Um, so anyway, well, well, when the house was built, when the house was built, they used the white to go around the base of the, uh, yeah. the foundation. So the basement, and I have no water in the basement. Yeah, yeah. So the idea here is I just, I just got to figure out how to get that pipe open. I, it runs, it's probably over 100 feet, so it's a pretty good, pretty good run. Yeah, they'd have to go into the end down by the lake or dig in and cut it in at 50 feet and try and drain it from there. Uh, they can either try and remove all that sludge, which probably would cost a lot and take a long time if they could do it at all. When you're done spending all that money, you're still going to have corrugated pipe. There's a 70% chance whoever you call will show up and say, I don't want any part of that black existing corrugated pipe. Uh, let's put in new white stuff and then I can give you a warranty because I know how it's put in. And what what kind of contractor would I be looking for here? Um, uh, generally, uh, landscapers kind of do it. Uh, you're welcome to call our company, Mosby Building Arts. We got into that because we didn't know who to refer here that really understood. It's basically plumbing. It's a sewer laying, drain laying uh, for low-tech downspouts. Um, well, that's what I thought. Yeah, there are people that do drainage, um, grading, um, but they really have to be water savvy on how that is. And there's some, you know, permits and regulations that get in there on building codes, on zoning ordinances, yeah. on where you can run this thing. Okay, well, I was like I said, I was just trying to find what even what kind of contractor to go look for. I didn't even know what kind to look for, much less who to look for. Yeah, drainage and grading, uh, usually they're going to have a trencher, heavy equipment, bobcat type guys, because some, anyway, that's the type of, and we got okay. into it because nobody else was doing it right. Okay. Are you there? Yes, sir. I think so. You still there, Mr. Jack? You there? Yeah, yeah well, I'm back. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so you're welcome to call our company if uh, that's 909-1800 if you'd like. All right. Thanks, Jack. Take care. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Cam Wicks. Um, tonight, 7 p.m., Blues and, and those other guys are, are getting on the ice, I heard. I, I, forget who, what, I, I forget who the other guys were. It wasn't really that important. Uh, let's see what's happening with Sue. Hey, Sue, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I dropped the um, bathtub stopper in my bathtub, and it's a one of those fiberglass enclosures, and I chipped it. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering how to repair it because I'm sure that maybe eventually it's going to leak or absorb that water. Well, the nasty story is that... Um It'll get underneath the fiberglass and it'll just grow like rust on a house that, you know, that um, um, it's, uh, you know, be aware that you're going to have to uh, get them refinished, really. So if you don't refinish this, it's a pro. It's kind of like a spray finish. Um, that's important. So, um, you know, you're welcome to call our office. We'll give you a referral to the people that we use for that uh, if you want to call Mosby. Okay, that's great. In the meantime, should I put like a piece of duct tape over it until somebody gets out there to repair it? Yeah, it's it's not a real big deal because they're going to sand it off. And, and basically, this is no different than refinishing a Corvette automobile. Um, so I, I used to be really afraid of it until I saw it done a couple of times. It's like, and it's really effective, and, and these guys do an incredibly good job. 
Okay, good. I will call then. Thank you for your help. Thanks, Sue. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. You know, we've got a lot of things happening here. Phone lines are just opening up. I'm getting through these calls pretty quickly. So if you've got a question in your pocket, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. And let's see what's happening with my friend, Joan. Hey, Joan, Scott here. How can I help? Good morning, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Maybe I can help you this time. Let's hope. I need a lot of help, Joan, more than most people. You've been so good to me. Every time I call, you've always had the answer to my problem. Yeah. How can you help? a suggestion for it. But I found a product to use for, uh, like, uh, shower drains. Yeah. It's the liquid plumber has a uh, small bottle that's that's called uh, hair uh, club elimination. But when the uh, drain uh, starts to... To fill up, you know, in the sh- in the shower stall. Yeah, I just uh, give that a couple of treatments with that, and it helps. I don't have to unscrew any any um, you know grates or whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> Pull that stuff out. I can't do that. I'm handicapped. Joan, how old is your house? <laughs> I, look, I look for the easiest things I can find. Oh, how and old then, is your house? Pardon me. How old is your house, Joan? It was built in '82. 82, you have plastic pipes. That is okay to do. If you had cast iron, I would say don't put that stuff down your pipes. It'll eat your oh. pipes out. So you're okay. you're in bounds. Well, maybe I've helped some people. There you go. <laughs> and yeah. the other thing is about the gentleman that called the one clean his siding. Yeah. Uh, I have steel siding, uh, yeah. and I use the uh, armor guard made by uh, Windex. Armor guard. Okay. Yeah. You plug it onto the end of your hose and go out and spray away. Perfect. Hey, thanks, Joan. I use the uh, Windex uh, window cleaner. Do you too? Yeah, I use that. That's on the. Uh, you put that on the hose to clean your windows with. Is that pretty and effective? I just use the armor guard for the siding. Okay. Perfect. That comes to the hose too. All right. Hey, Joe. As I said, when you're a widow and handicapped, you find the things that you, that you can do. <laughs> well, you can't be that handicapped if you're spraying down the outside of your house and your windows. You're you're okay with me. <laughs> okay. Well. I'll be calling when you got a problem again. Thank you. All right. Take care now. Bye. Bye. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We're getting a little help from our friends. Uh, so much happening around St. Can you feel it? I mean, I know weather's coming in tonight. We've got some heavy stuff. George Sells has been uh, kind of paying attention. We've got the blues happening here. The game starts tonight at 7. But, you know, the Cardinals and, you know, Ballpark Village, people down in the loo here. Do you feel the buzz? Yeah. It's, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Stay tuned. Coming back after this. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. I am so lonely sitting down here downtown. I'm in a studio and no callers. 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. We started Hour 1. Sharon had a question of tiger decking, which actually sinks in water. Uh, it is impervious. Termites won't eat it. it has to be worked only with carbide finished tools. Uh, it's a very high-quality wood from South America. It is so dense, so hard. 
that stain and wax finishes just sit on top. They won't soak in. So anyway, be aware that it's, I love the materials. Uh, there are three or four types of woods like that. I advise not finishing them. Uh, it's hard not to because it's a wet look versus dry look. It looks like fabulous mahogany when you put that uh, oil or wax finish on it. Um, and then we've had a question. Bill had one about mold. We've had a few questions about fiberglass refinishing of sinks, uh, things like that. Uh, tub, we had Joan call in. She dropped something on her fiberglass shower base. Not the first time, believe me. That happens all the time. Uh, there are fiberglass refinishers, tub refinishers that are quite fluent in doing this, have been doing this. My experience happened, oh man, 35 years ago, a really nice shower base came in and it was a tight schedule. We needed to put that shower base in. I called the manufacturer and said, trust me, go ahead and put it in. We'll have it refinished in place. And I thought, oh, no, no, this is a very high quality job. Very discerning finish is required. Well, they came out, my gosh, they made the thing look brand new, and it was so perfect when they finished. Uh, you know, I've been a, a fan ever since. Uh, John called in hour one R22 Freon. Uh, again, that's a, that refrigerant system for air conditioning systems by 2020 next year, it's gone. They will not manufacture the stuff. They're not really supposed to be installing it now, but it's still available. It's very pricey. After 2020, it's going to become kind of a black market um, commodity that, you know, it you know used to be $20 a pound, $60 a pound. It'll be hundreds of dollars a pound if we're not approaching that now. The other one was Kim with pavers. Uh, the polymer lock sand was a really important thing, that as well. Uh, phone lines here, 314-436-7900. I'm lonely, need a little caller. Come on, send me a little love, 800-925-1120. Uh, and then we've had, uh, you know, Sue dropped her backstopper in it. Um, and and uh, again, uh, Joan called a little bit ago go about uh, cleaning her shower drain and uh, her armor guard by Windex for cleaning window or cleaning her siding and also the spray on as well. Let's go right to the phones here. I'm not so lonely anymore. Let's talk to my buddy Rose. Hey Rose, Scott here. How can I help? Hi there. We have a house with radiator heat and two of or a few of the radiators were removed and never replaced and We'd like to know if you can replace them and where we would go to find um, another radiator. Uh, there are companies in St. Louis. There was a heating and cooling company. Um, this was like carpet. Uh, it was when carpeting came out and they put carpet over the hardwood. Nobody wanted that old, ugly hardwood. Then 30 years later, it's like, get rid of the carpet. We want the hardwood. Right about that same time, people started ripping out those ugly radiators. Let's get that forest air in. And everybody did it. And there was a company in South St. Louis. It's here. I, I forget the name of it. Uh, but any listener out there, come on, it, the word's out there. So the answer for you, Rose, is yes, there is. Uh, you may need to take them in and get them sandblasted, um, but just like car radiators, you can boil these things out and get them refinished. Uh, they're a little pricey, but they are available, um, and they come in leafs, so there are different sizes, low, wide, tall, skinny, all that sort of thing. So the answer is yes. Uh, usually the company that maintains your hot water or steam system will know about where this is. So if you've got a company that takes care of your boiler or your steam generator, they're usually, usually the guys that everybody knows this. It's kind of like a well-kept secret. 
Oh, wonderful. Thank you very much. You, you bet, Rose. Good question. That's one I haven't had for a while. And, and typically at Mosby, if we encounter and we add air conditioning to a hot water system, we advise keep the hot water system. We'll go ahead and add an air conditioning system and we'll just throw in a furnace because it's just a few bucks more by the time you pay for the duct work and the air conditioning, all the stuff. So right. uh, we, we do not advise removing the old steam or hot water system anymore. Right. Well, this house, we have uh, maintained the heating system with the radiators, and they did install, like you said, the extra system that also has the cooling. So we have them both, but we're just missing a couple of radiators and a couple of rooms, and we want to get them back. All right. Good for you. You're not alone. Okay. Well, thanks a million. Okay, Rose. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye now. I have a few VIP guests in the studio here. I'm not really alone and lonely. My wife is here, her mother and her sister. So for all of you, uh, the three of them say, let's go the blues. Hello, St. Louis. Um, Nobody's blowing me a kiss. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, we're having a good time. So anyway, there you go. My wife blew me a kiss. Uh, Let's try again and see what's happening with my friend Jim. Jim, good afternoon. Scott here. How can I help you, sir? Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I I have uh, five pitch uh, bathroom polar faucets and sinks. Okay. And about two weeks ago, or ten days ago, uh, a crew of workmen was outside my subdivision or around my subdivision, apparently replacing valves uh, in the ground. Yeah. And it got air in it, and now in the master bathroom, the uh, one faucet, uh, well, not their single handle faucet. Uh, will not, uh, does no water pressure, no water at all, but has yeah. very low water pressure. <laughs> and I called a, a plumber friend of mine that said, take out the aerator, but apparently it looks like you need a special key or something to get it out because it's, it's inserted, it's not yeah. uh, internal. Well, it's, it's going to be more than that. If if the water company uh, knocked loose any kind of maintenance upline from you, uh, I suspect that the aerator wool is part of it, but I suspect your O-rings, your washers, the whole faucet body is probably loaded with sand and grit. So it, it, once you change these, uh, I, I suspect that it's going to, be, you know, you're going to wind up pulling those faucets apart. How old are each of these Kohler faucets, Jim? They're not that old, maybe five years. Yeah. Well, the, the the age on most of the guts on those is somewhere between 5 and 10. So I suspect, try the aerators. Uh, that wrench can be had from some of the plumbing supplies as long as you know the brand or you can actually call the Kohler or, or uh, customer service or website. They can send you one. Um, but they're not that hard to find. Uh, the, the issue is you may need to spray some vinegar on them because they get really limed in there with the mineral deposits because it hasn't right. been moved for five years. Sure. But sure. I, I'm only 50-50. That I suspect your aerator is exactly the right answer, but if your plumber buddy was there, he'd change the aerator, he'd turn on the faucet, and then the two of you would say, okay, we're halfway there, now we have to pull the faucet apart because of the gunk that came into it. It just is part of, you know, it's part of a municipal water system. Gotcha. All right, well, I'm I'm heading into the zoo right now for running an errand. I know there's a Kohler store there, so I'm going to maybe stop in there. Yeah, they, I'll tell you what, they probably won't have the tool. They're more fixture-based, but right across the street at the hardware store, I'm pretty sure they'll have that faucet or that have that idea. tool. All right, great. Thanks for your help. Go get them, Jim. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye now.
Let's take a short pause and take a break here on University of CAMWAC. Scott Mosby at your service. Uh, hey, if you're looking for a seminar, uh, we've got a seminar coming up here next Saturday on bathrooms. Uh, and this is part of the CAMWAC outreach we do at Mosby Building Arts. So uh, you're welcome to join us. Uh, it is June 8th at the MAC West. That's Missouri Athletic Club. MAC West. Doors open at 1030. Come on in. Uh, it's a free seminar. Uh, that, But uh, if you're looking for bathrooms, fixtures, you know, and, and this is for the full Mac Daddy of bathrooms all the way down to, you know, how do you just change a tub or turn a tub into a shower? Uh, that All that can be found on the uh, Call Mosby website or 314-909-1800. But you do need to sign up so we know how many goodies to buy for you. There's snacks and uh, all kinds of things. So anyway, that is June 8th, next Saturday, MAC West, starting at 1030. Home Improvement. And Scott Mosby, stay tuned. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio KMOX. All right, we're going to do a little bit of a sprint here. I've got a lot of calls now. I'm no longer lonely, but by golly, I have some IOUs on questions and answers. Let's move them along. John, how can I help you, my friend? You're on the air with KMOX. Hi, Scott. Um, I got a couple questions. What do you think about shingle over shingle? Uh, I'm okay as long as you're really, really confident about what's underneath those shingles. Generally, I would prefer to strip off those shingles and put it right over the sheathing. But if money's really tight and you go into the attic and inspect the sheathing from the underside, make sure everything's good, kosher, and clean, then I'm okay with shingle over shingle. And what do you think about that roll-on white stuff, you know, that they put on roofs now, whatever they're using? Uh, I don't. I, I don't think about it. It's it's a band aid. Uh, it might buy you some time. It's a lot of money for a little value. Uh, th- these polymer products are fantastic, but the roof moves. The temperature swings yeah. are a hundred. I mean, it just you're you're expecting ten pounds of performance from a one pound. Yeah, one we've pound. always had flat roofs, you know, with the hot tar yeah. thing there, and it seems to work out. They last maybe ten years, and you yeah. know, yeah. did people still do that? The hot roof. Well, hot roof the is hot good. Tar, that, the hot yeah. tar thing, yeah. As long as you're doing the hot tar, you know, a real lay-down composite roof, but you need a real pro to guide you through that one. That's yeah. big league it roof. It lasted a good 10 years, so I think that's pretty good. Oh, you're, yeah. I'd look into having another uh, recoding on that or have a roof flat roof guy come take a look at it for sure. All righty. Thank you very much. Let you get the other callers. Right on, John. Go Blues. Thank you. You have a good afternoon. Okay, bye. Bye. Next up, let's see what's cooking with my buddy Nancy. Hey, Nancy, Scott here. How can I help? Hi, um, I'm calling about a problem we've been having with a room a room addition we put on uh-huh. back in 93. Okay. Um, and so it's got atrium doors. They face the south. Mm-hmm. And about 10 years after we put the room addition in, on the southeast corner, we had, like, the floor got soft. And so we replaced the door. We replaced the flooring underneath. And now, like another 10 years later, we have – we had – we put in we, – we've changed the flooring more than once. But um, so now I have tile there. And two of those tiles have popped up, and the wood underneath is wet. Yeah. We just we, we want to get it fixed the right way because we feel like we fixed it twice. This is the second atrium door, and um, it's a good product. 
Yeah, it's not the door. No. They're not flashing the door. It's not getting installed by... T- this is one of those um, technology things that uh, now what we do to waterproof the opening before we put a door into the opening, you know, we're effectively putting a roof around the opening where the door is, a pan flashing or tape flashing on the bottom because we know water will get behind the siding, get behind those fins right down to your floor. So this is a how it gets installed, not what gets installed. Okay. Okay. So to fix this, we need somebody to remove the door and reinstall it. Yeah, we do this all the time at Mo's because most people won't tell you the bad truth. And the bad truth is you're probably going to have a new floor, at least around that door. There'll be some rotted plywood again. Um, right. These will be flash siding comes off. You know, it's it's not a friendly uh, conversation. It's like, yeah, you have to do this. There's water everywhere. And, you know, we can't cut any corners anywhere. Okay. Yep. Okay. We, all right. Thank you. That's that's what we were we were wondering what the solution was. And, and okay, you've, you've solved that for us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And, and it's uh, you're not alone. It does happen. So anyway, don't be too surprised. It, um, but you can stop at this time. Um, but you're going to okay, have to. Re- so, yeah. Well, all right. We appreciate the advice because we wanted to make sure, you know, we were getting at the root of the problem because we didn't want to do this in another 10 years. Yeah, this is one of those things when I say it's more important to get the right person to put it in than the product because an atrium go- door is great. It it will shed water. It'll take it. Um, you may even find yourself with a conversation about putting a short little section of roof or spitter on there to try and keep the water from sheeting down the face of that door. So, okay. You know, it's, My it's, husband has wanted to do that for some time, so then that that's a good idea to do then. Okay. All like right. an awning? Yeah, that's exactly the ticket there. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, Nancy, good question. Thank you. Alrighty. Bye. Bye now. Home Improvement. Uh, up next is my buddy Mimi. Let's see what's cooking here. Hey, Mimi, Scott Mosby, happy Saturday. How can I help? Hey, Scott, happy Saturday to you, too. You. Um, we have been dancing around this issue for a couple of years and decided we probably can't put it off much longer. Um, our windows are about 23 years old. We mm-hmm. built the house, and they are aluminum clad. And I know they weren't bottom of the line, but they weren't top of the line either. And a lot of them uh, no longer stay open. The springs have been replaced multiple times, and I don't even think they make the springs anymore to hold them open. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've just decided we're going to have to go ahead and bite the bullet and replace all the windows in the house. Mm-hmm. But we are not sure where to start. Um, we open our windows a lot, and so I want something that's easily opened up and down. Um, I don't know if we, I don't think we want to go wood. Um, do we go aluminum clad, uh, double hung versus single hung? Um, you know, we've got a whole lot of questions, and we're not even sure where to start. Well, if you call a man, a a vinyl window company, they'll sell you vinyl windows. If you call a wood window, they'll sell you wood windows. If you call a this, you know, basically, if you're a hammer, everything is a nail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, frankly, for the conversation you're having, it's kind of like, well, let's walk down memory lane and see just what's available. There are a ton of materials. Um, there is wood, there is wood vinyl clad, there's wood aluminum clad, uh, there are wood wood windows, you've got vinyl windows, you've got steel reinforced vinyl windows, you know. Oh, my word. And now there are fiberglass windows because some of the wood manufacturers that, you know, and they're phenomenal windows. 
But if you don't install them right, the bottom rots out. So you have this premium product that only lasts about 15 years. And, you know, Mo, Larry, and Curly didn't put it in right because that's just how it used to go in. Everybody was Mo, Larry, and Curly. We didn't really right. know how to put in windows, any of us. So uh, anyway, but fiberglass is now available, um, and each manufacturer, kind of like Chevrolet has eight models or six models or whatever, depending upon your price point, uh-huh. you'll find that a lot of the brand names on window companies have that as well. What you're really looking for is somebody you can trust that will take you through that whole conversation and enjoys having the conversation because... Frankly, this is your money, your house, and you know it's everybody gets a vote, but only yours counts. Well, and <laughs> so so fiberglass is now the direction there that window manufacturers are heading. It depends because it depends. Uh, for example, if this is the White House of the United States, I guarantee they're going to have a very short list of what's appropriate to have bulletproof mm-hmm. windows that look like you know a two hundred fifty year old you know mansion. So it, it's there is not a best window. Oh, there, brother. <laughs> there is not a one brand. What's It's okay. like, what's your favorite brand of shoes? You know, it might be two or three. There's no okay. one pair of shoes that just does you every day. It's like, well, what, what am I wearing? What's, okay. Well, then I guess as far as, uh, is it is it personal preference as far as the double hung versus the, the single hung? Yeah, you'll find that the house has a personality and it's already voted and spoken. You can change that a little bit, but you can't really make a duck into a goose. You know, okay. so you'll find that you'll have or the house style has a personality that, you know, to a lot of extents, you really have to honor and follow. Okay, so, well, the personality was put in by the builder and they said yeah. we do single hung. So I figured that was just an economics thing as opposed well, to personality thing. But yeah, you're you'll saying have double that- hung now because you can, for example, in our house, we drop our top sash and we vent the top heat out. So uh-huh. when we open the, the door, the windows, we open the top sash. You know, when I, you I, open, you don't a, open from the bottom. You open from the top. That's a double hung window. Both right. the top sash. I love that. Okay. Love that. And we leave our blinds up to their bottom up blinds, and you know, so that we've okay. got the privacy when the windows are open. Love it. Okay. And one other question about that, then I guess, and and so you, it sounds like you're just telling us to to talk to several different. Uh, yeah. Companies that are have good reputations and sure. and see what their products are. Is that? Yeah. Basically what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, but be careful. Don't look at the products. This is about the, uh, you're what, please call my company. This is a, this is what we do and we sell installation and we have a whole bunch of different windows that you can have. So okay. We're more into, you know, the previous caller, Nancy, of how do you keep the door from rotting? Okay. Well, and, and that is important, I guess. One other thing, and I guess if we were to call you, we would ask whoever comes out, but we have a nine foot stretch in our sunroom of open wall and we have three individual windows that are all yeah. together, flush together on that wall. Yes. And it has never seemed to me Maybe like... I have to go. Of... I've got oh, five seconds to go oh, here. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Bye now. Home Improvement, Camo X.